0: Republic for which it stands, the there, the the one ever. nation under God. indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Now we are officially recording live over at Spotify. Okay, good. I totally forgot to do that. Anyways, okay, so uh, all right, guys. So that's what we got going on today. That's the start of the show. Today's show, ladies and gentlemen, um, we will be talking about a few topics I actually intended to get out through the course of the week end. Um, And so as you guys know, as everyone knows, everyone's talking about it. uh, We've had the President Trump situation going on where he's been indicted. He's been arraigned. Uh, There's so many things going on with this indictment, though. Uh, It's already it's already a lame duck kind of a thing. It's already it's already going to be in the I mean, it seems like the it seems like uh, a um, da Bragg might have committed a felony, you know. I mean, he had all of these paper uh, exculpatory evidence that he withheld, uh, all of this documentation, uh, calling on so many things. It just it makes absolutely no sense why any of them would be doing this. But yet again, there we go. It is. Um, I think the picture of the two-tier justice system uh, is becoming more apparent, not just to we Americans, but to uh, everybody. I mean, we even had what was like Victor Orban, right? The president of Hungary. He was saying they stand behind President Trump. Can you imagine, has anyone thought about what this might look like to the rest of the world? You know what I mean? Like we as Americans might see articles um, and and things like that, that talk about like, oh, when there's an, a president of another country that's been arrested or, you know, all of this other stuff. You've never heard about that in American politics. You never heard about that in American history. So really we are at a line of delineation, right? In our own personal history and in our uh, society uh, that we've never Crossed. I mean, we've been in uncharted territory, as it were, I would say, since at least 2016. I mean, if the algorithms broke and the story is true, then indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we are in uncharted territory. And, uh, uh, you know, the thing about it is, is that as we map our way through this... Um, I kind of feel like we have been blessed with the insight, you know, um, and the fortitude to carry forward. Uh, If you look at right now, and I talked about it in the last episode that I did, it, it was like, Taking a moment to step back and look at everything that's happening and not having to worry about the daily uh, bustle and hustle of getting things out there and, you know, making sure it's all nice and wrapped up and packaged prettily. Um, it was like watching in politics and culture and in other areas like this, this offensive of like truth and patriotism or truth and morality can we just call it that, right? I mean, love of one's country, yes, that would make one a patriot, right? But I guess you know it just depends on your country, right? It depends on your government, right? Are you government for and by the people, or are you communists, anyways? So, um, it, it, very interesting that, but um, it, the whole thing with Trump and the indictment—it was just this whole huge they set him up to win. <laughs> they have set him up to win. And that is basically, I think, where we stand on that matter. But uh, we'll see. You know, I also kind of thought like, you know, because I also um, was paying attention to some other things. And I was like, what else is going on? Someone was like, what are they distracting us from? What are they distracting us from? Um, And so another one of the wins, and, you know, I don't even know if it's so... So much of a win as just a step in the right direction, and we're going to talk about this today. So I know President Trump has just been arraigned. Okay, um, I know that you, indictments, what thirty-four counts in the felony, whatever. Get over yourself, Bragg. Stop bragging about you. D- leave it to someone named D. A. Bragg to be the person to actually try and do it. We thought that it was going to be uh, what was what's her name Peekaboo. <laughs> we thought it was going to be her, right? The state A. G. And, um, I mean, she made a fight for it, right? She made a fight for it, but, uh, ended up being this guy named Bragg. You know, it reminds me of that other one. Who was the other one that was trying to get president Trump? You know, he was like, uh, I think he was another, I think he was another uh, district attorney or AG. I can't remember his name. I just remember he was a junior and his dad did good work and then he did crap. And, uh, he just wanted to retire with, uh, president. I, with a, I arrested president Trump. I indicted president Trump plaque on his wall. Okay. So brag, I guess is gonna get the bragging rights while he's in jail. I don't know. Could be, could not, but anyhow. So, um, what I also wanted to talk about, cause you know, what is the distraction? You guys know, I think weird. So, I'm like, things have to be going on here. There's a lot of distraction. There's actually some things that came to my mind when I was thinking like, what is the media trying to distract us from? And this is not to deter, diminish, like one of the most egregious things to ever happen in our nation's history, right? Um, Not only the indictment and arraignment of a duly elected president, because let's not forget guys, President Trump is still the president, okay? Not only an indictment and an arraignment of a duly elected president, but under false pretenses, you know. Now, unlike unlike people like Joaquin Castro, right, of Texas, who uh, doctored evidence against a duly elected president in a sham impeachment hearing. Interesting enough, he now has what? He now has brain cancer, this Joaquin Castro, and his mother is my city councilwoman, okay? No one else is pointing out that Joaquin Castro should be in jail and tried for treason, except for me. Um, But, you know, unlike Joaquin Castro, uh, D.A. Bragg does not have the comfort of, uh, of congressional immunity. So... I think Joaquin Castro – I mean, I'm sorry, excuse me. I think um, D.A. Bragg is probably going to have some comeuppance to face – in the case of Joaquin Castro, well, we need to get rid of congressional immunity, okay? These people should be held to higher standards than American people. These people should be held to higher standards than the common criminal, right? Uh, oh, wait, wait. They should be held to higher standards than the way they treat the January 6th political prisoners, because these people are literally working against our nation, Okay? So A.G. Bragg does, I mean, A.G. Bragg, D.A. Bragg does not have, you know, the privilege of congressional immunity. That's got to go. So we'll see what comes up with that. But as I was saying, guys, so, you know, everyone's covering the Trump arraignment right now. I love my president. I support my president. He has my vote. He should have your vote also. Right. But... um. We're not going to talk too much about that today because I'm thinking distraction, distraction, distraction. What else is going on in America right now? And I had to think about it for a minute because, you know, I thought there were a couple of things. Uh, Trump went, uh, when Trump was indicted, we had the information about the Dominion voting machines breaking. OK, uh, for those of you over at pill.net, the foxhole.app, I'm sure you guys um, noticed um Actually, I just noticed about a week or so ago uh, that they had Conservative Daily joining pill.net, which is I think is pretty cool. Now, I don't get a chance to listen to and or watch a lot of live streams and shows, but I have not been on the air for <laughs> the last couple of months. So, uh, you know, I was actually tuning into that show. I, I would catch it when I could. I've been, I mean, I've watched uh, Conservative Daily for a minute, you know, but just not every day because time and stuff but you know hey they broke um an episode the episode they did on friday and then they rebroadcasted all through the weekend was about information on the dominion voting machines um and i'm so bad cuz i i thought i'd written the guy the i thought i'd written the gentleman's name down um i think it was mark something he mark cook maybe he was um explaining to the audience i guess he had done some work on the machines um, or inspected them or worked with somebody. Anyways, it was crazy. If you guys haven't seen it, go back and see it. Okay, we'll talk about that. I'll, I'll get into more about that in a minute. But my point was that when Trump was indicted, we had that information breaking. Okay. Um, and then we also had the um Epstein case happening as well. Now that's something that's been going on for a month already, ladies and gentlemen. We had um it was a Jamie Dimon of J.P. Morgan Chase uh, subpoenaed. Uh, he was supposed to go. He went in to do a deposition uh, in this trial. Um, it's crazy, guys. Like, I was like, whoa, this is big. I was like, clearly the billionaires and the millionaires do not want their names in the papers. Because nobody is talking about it. I mean, finally they did, right? Like, I think this past weekend, I was able to catch some uh, headlines that talked about it. And by headlines, I mean, like, as far as like content creators and as far as, you know, shows like this go, you, you can get your headlines in the papers. I mean, we got Business Insider, we got uh, Forbes, you know, we got uh, yeah, all, of these, all of these mainstream publications that are talking about, that are talking about this Epstein thing, the Epstein case, but not many other people are talking about it because we're all very focused on President Trump's arraignment and indictment. Very important. Yes. And and maybe it's a good thing that there's not many eyes on the case that's happening with these billionaires um, so that, you know, maybe we can kind of let that play through. I mean, I was quite surprised that this even happened with Epstein's case and the billionaires. In fact, let's talk about that first, okay? So let's go into that because that was a really big thing for me. Um, You know, we'd been following the whole um, Ghislaine Maxwell, the Epstein thing here on the show for a minute. And uh, it just appeared to me that this was something that was worth sharing. Definitely worth looking at and kind of getting yourself familiar with. Um, So... Um, we had this. I said a month, didn't I? Maybe it was less than a month. I uh, know it was more than a month. I'm pretty sure it was. Okay, so is that the first article I have here for you guys? So, and also for those of you who might be over at Foxhole joining, uh, joining in for the first time, or maybe for the first time popping up into the chat room. Hey, thanks for being here. I see you, Daily Insanity. How's it going? Um, I don't think I've seen Daily Insanity in the chat room before. But, um, you know, the format I'm doing right now is not normally what I would do on the show. Uh, So I I won't be sharing articles with you guys, but I might still be reading them to you. Okay, I got to get all my my networks going. Uh, Let's see. Daily Insanity says, where you been? Haven't seen you in quite a while. I have been off the air because I had a death in the family and I was... uh, Still dealing with that. And, uh, well, I'm slowly making my way back. I uh, just had a lot of stuff going on with that. Um, it was unexpected. <coughs> so, but thanks for being in the show. Hey, Kiss, you made a new sticker. <laughs> thank you. Awesome. Uh, and thank you for the cookie, Shonjo. I appreciate it. Okay. Tam Grail says, "Brag took dark money. Dark money always has to be paid back indeed it does indeed it does uh, well you know that was a Soros thing right okay <laughs> so he was taking he was taking money from George Soros I think I already saw a report on that right the the report said something like the report said something like um, George Soros contributed X amount of money to this uh, you know nonprofit organization not to da Bragg but then the same amount of money that he put into that you know, nonprofit organization, the NGO or whatever it was, whatever Soros little, you know, pinch fund was, went exactly the same dollar amount, went exactly to DA Bragg's campaign, right? Like we can't put two and two together, really? <laughs> These people are ridiculous. Um, but no, I want to talk, let's get back into the Epstein thing. Because right, we need to we need to put this out there real quick, just so people are aware of it. A lot of people are aware of it, but you know, Not a lot of people are, you know, you would have thought that patriots would have been all over. And I'm not decrying patriots. I'm just saying you would have thought that, you know, as a big story, uh, this would have been something to watch. But uh, maybe there's a reason why we're not. Maybe it's important that we're not focused on that. And I'll tell you why now. okay? because the number one issue with the Epstein case, and this goes all the way to Ghislaine Maxwell's case, was that we didn't have. The ability to pursue the clients, we didn't have the names that were in the black book. We didn't have. The, it was. It was almost as if nobody was going to go after anybody who procured, not procured, who purchased. Uh, you know, who purchased children, sexual favors, women, boys. I don't know from Epstein, right? Who were part of that human trafficking. Um, so maybe this is something that's going on in the background right now. That is, um, it's more important to be there, you know, like, I don't know. What do you guys think? If everyone in the Patriot community had their eyes on the Epstein case right now, do you think they'd find a way to dissolve it? You know, because what's happening right now with the Epstein case is that they're pulling in billionaires. And like in, in the, about three to four days ago, they, uh, subpoenaed, um, let me see here. I had names listed, uh, they subpoenaed, uh, well, they got Jamie diamond. They had, uh, they had subpoenaed a co-founder of Google, Google, uh, they subpoenaed the brothers that run the Hyatt hotel corporation, uh, and they subpoenaed two others, right? So they subpoenaed like three billionaires and a multimillionaire, and they want to know what they knew about JP Morgan chase and Epstein, you know, I'm like, why are they asking the Hyatt brothers? Why are they asking the co-founder of go Ogle? Is it just because they went to little St. James islands? Like what's the deal with that? Uh, There's a lot more going on, guys. Now, uh, something that um, some of the details behind this is it's actually it is actually the Virgin Islands, ladies and gentlemen, the Virgin Islands, the territory of the Virgin Islands are they are the plaintiffs in this case. Okay, the Virgin Islands, they are the plaintiffs. They have sued Epstein. They have sued JP Morgan and they are suing all the rest to get the information. Do you guys? it's, It's pretty big. Why is j why is why are the Virgin Islands suing Jeffrey Epstein? okay, or I'm sorry, JP. Morgan Chase is the big question here. what why is it? Is it because what? you know, a lot of things are coming to light right now, guys. I don't know how many of you all are paying attention to the cartel influence in our nation i don't know if you guys are paying attention to the mob influence on all of this information starting to bubble forth right now it's all coming out right it's all coming out at the same time it's crazy y'all so okay so the reason why i bring up the mob and the cartels and stuff like that is because it's all interrelated okay it's all interrelated but the reason why the virgin islands sued jamie diamond right and JP Morgan Chase is because they say the banks are being accused of turning a blind eye to Epstein's activities and obstructing enforcement of the Trafficking Victims Protection Act. That's right, guys. They're going after him. Thank you, Sean, Joe, Pritzker, Ovitz, and Zuckerman. Yes, those are the other ones. And I got some articles I'm going to pull here in a second to share with you guys. But I just want to get these names out there. I want to get this information out there because right now there's not a lot of people talking about it because there's a lot of other things. There's so many things going on right now. And I don't know if it's intentional, and I don't know if it's unintentional. Quite frankly, I do not care. All I know is the information should get out, okay? Um, whilst we're focused on other things, let us let us focus on this, okay? Because this is a big thing. We talk about saving the children. We talk about justice for the victims. We talk about ending these Lolita Expresses and these black male, uh, what are they, Blackmail artists, right? The black male artists, this is what these people are, okay? And, and putting a stop to that, putting a kibosh on using methods that evil, dark people would use. Okay, we don't have to use the methods that they use. We don't need to put people in honeypot traps just to get them to do our will or what we want to do. You know, we've got, we've got truth and righteousness on our side, guys. We don't need to use those tactics. We don't have to hurt other humans just in order to snag a bad guy. I mean, it's terrible to think that that was even... A plausible thought. Like, you know, you know, actually I mentioned the council for national policy in the pre-show before we started recording for the show today. And I was telling you guys about how, Oh, you know, they're a think tank do tank funding tank for rhinos and establishment hacks. Well, you know, they also have people who push Ballot trafficking in the Council for National Policy. I was just reading an article last night. One of their members was like, yes, and so we're gonna start ballot trafficking in our state so we can beat the Democrats because that's what they do. And I was like, what the hell are you thinking, man? Like, we can't use their tactics against them. They're gonna beat us anyways, but that's not the point. The point of the matter is, Even if ballot harvesting is lawful in your state, like what, California, where else is ballot harvesting legal, right? Where they, is it Colorado, California, places like that, right? Um, It's not legal in every state. And there's a reason for that. The reason why ballot harvesting is legal in some states is because they have a corrupt legislative body. But you know what? They're all corrupt. They were all selected. They're all there, chosen and picked. How many algorithms have voters broken in the last eight years, right? Only two I can think of, right? (laughs) There's only two I can think of. And the second time we broke the algorithm, they knew what to do, right? So that was 2020, y'all. That was 2020. So anyways, guys. Okay, so um, that was the reason why. Um, The Virgin Islands is suing uh, J.P. Morgan because they believe that they turned a blind eye to Epstein's activities and they obstructed enforcement of the Trafficking Victims Protection Act. The judge has also allowed them to um, attempt to prove that the bank participated in helping Epstein evade law enforcement. Okay, that's from lawandcrime.com. So um that's that's the premise of this okay that's the premise of what's going on with this Epstein case so judge rules banks can be sued for profiting from Jeffrey Epstein's sex trafficking scheme that was a ruling that came out on I guess March 20th so that's about 2 weeks behind that was against JP Morgan Chase and Deutsche Bank um and uh let's see here We had uh, the judge, his name is Judge Jed Rakoff. He said the victims of Epstein and the government of the United States Virgin Islands can sue the international banking company JPMorgan Chase because it knowingly profited and participated in Epstein's crimes. Um, So that was one of them. And then I think it was last week. We had the other three or four billionaires that were subpoenaed. Uh, There was a really interesting uh, bit of information here I'd wanted to share with you guys about the J.P. Morgan at first, just so we can get into the details, so you guys know exactly what is going on. Okay, in this case, uh, reading an article here from, let's see, Lawn Crime. Okay, uh, Lawn Crime. It says, during a hearing earlier this month, the Virgin Islands Attorneys Generals, uh, private counsel Mimi Liu noted that an internal JP Morgan email from August 2008 discussed the flow of Epstein's assets with a reference to pending Diamond review. Now, the reason why that was important is because JP Morgan Chase kept saying Jamie Diamond had nothing to do with this. Jamie Diamond never oversaw Epstein's account. He's innocent, Right. But then they found that email that Diamond knew exactly what was going on. Lou said, that's Jamie Diamond, ladies and gentlemen, Jamie Diamond. And uh, JP Morgan (laughs) had had Epstein as a client for five years after that review. And I think that was a year after he had been... Uh, indicted, uh, had been charged, you know, um, with his first, the first time they had him in jail for, um, they didn't call it underage. They said, uh, what was it like soliciting or prostitution, right? They didn't say it was a minor or it was like human trafficking or anything like that. Um, The article goes on to say since being sued, JP Morgan filed a third party lawsuit against their former senior executive, Jess Staley, who later became the CEO of Barclays Bank. So, Barclays Bank is also involved in this, not just JP Morgan. But the interesting thing here is, uh, I think they were trying to um, push this off onto this guy named Jess Staley. Okay. So, Jess Staley was the guy who was in charge of the Epstein account at JP Morgan. Okay. Um, The email pending jamie diamond's review had to do with epstein's assets and where those would be going okay whatever those assets are right um so uh, these two were obviously in the know of what was going on and this was after he had already been in his first trial charged with uh prostitution right um so they knew they had an idea that Epstein was doing something right now. The reason why this is just a big thing to me is because we've been looking for retribution for the victims. We've been looking for accountability, right, for the perpetrators. Um, and this is huge because where the judges in Ghislaine Maxwell's case would not consider anything You can't drop names. You can't bring up the the black book with all of uh, Epstein's contacts. You can't do any of that, right? And all of us were kind of like, okay, so this is gonna be another one, right? This is gonna be another one that no one, nothing happens, it's business as usual. These guys can keep on trafficking. And then this happens. And I'm just saying, right when it happened, that's when a uh, that's when da Bragg said that they're going to indict Trump and they're gonna put 34 you know th- indictments against him with the felony and they're leaking it because don't you think if three or four billionaires were indicted in a sex trafficking ring that should be front page ladies and gentlemen it should be front page page. Okay. So, uh, that's why I was like, we got to go through this. Okay. We have to go through this. Um, it says here in the article, this guy, Jess Staley, who was the, uh, the main manager over Epstein's account, uh, just underneath diamond at, um, at J.P. Morgan. He became the CEO of Barclays Bank. The article says Staley has been under pressure after British regulators scrutinized the 1,200 emails that were exchanged with Epstein from 2008 through 2012. The communications showed that Staley appeared to visit Epstein's island, Little St. James, while Epstein was still incarcerated. Epstein sent Staley multiple emails with photographs of a young woman, and regulators say he sent transfers of money to women with Eastern European surnames, timed around Staley's visits to his properties. At a hearing, the survivor's attorney, David Boyce, said that one of Epstein's victims accused Staley of sexual assault. Staley has not faced any criminal charges in connection with the allegations. The Virgin Islands government, however, argues that J.P. Morgan cannot blame everything on Staley, they say. If Staley is a rogue employee, why isn't Jamie Diamond? Whether or not Mr. Staley raped any young woman in the Virgin Islands is not what this litigation is about. So they're going after them, guys. I'm like, really? We just had the representative of the Virgin Islands make a fool out of herself. That's like what Rep Plaskett has no voting rights in the house, right? But she made a damn fool of herself whenever she was interviewing, I should say, whenever she was interrogating Matt Taibbi and um, and uh, the other uh, reporters, at Mike, Mike, Michael Sheffield, I think was his name, during the um, subcommittee on... The weaponization of the federal government here. It was the second one that they did. Yeah, you know, she was all these so-called journalists, blah 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 blah. I'm like, this woman has no power, and you know, but but her attorney general's going after Epstein, and this woman, a Democrat, is just like, what is she doing, right? Why isn't she supporting her island nation or territory or whatever? Like, why is she going after uh, people who are just trying to share the truth? ladies and gentlemen. But that's why I was kind of taken aback because I was like, wow, so this is the Virgin Islands. This is like the government of the Virgin Islands who's going out. It's not like just the victims. Now, there is a class action in the Virgin Islands in addition to this lawsuit that's happening right now, okay? But this was big. Like, to me, it was big. Um, and and a move in the right direction. I got to say a move in the direction that we would like to see. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, all right. So, in addition to that, y'all, um, I had this other article. Now, this article was interesting, okay. And I know a lot of you guys, Lord knows, I am not a fan of CNN, okay. But CNN Business had this article published on February seventeenth, guys. So this is when this went down, like on the around the twentieth is I think when they subpoenaed the billionaires. February 17th, 2023. We're over a month on this, guys. You see over a month on this. You see what happens when I'm not around? No, just kidding. Um, This article from CNN Business goes into a little bit more detail about this Jess Staley guy. Okay, lawsuit alleges Jeffrey Epstein sent JP Morgan Chase exec photos of a young woman. It says here, former Barclays CEO Jess Staley allegedly exchanged sexually suggestive emails with disgraced financier Jeffrey Epstein, some of which included photos of young women according to newly unsealed passages of a federal lawsuit. Those email exchanges allegedly continued long after Epstein was convicted of sex crimes in 2008, the U.S. Virgin Islands government wrote in its complaint against J.P. Morgan Chase where Staley previously served as a top executive. Now, I could imagine the reason why, because we don't like CNN, right? But they're giving us a lot of information here. It's like, why are you giving us information uh, on this case? Like, why aren't you being a shill or, you know, a fake news pundit or whatever? The reason why I think CNN business is giving you so much information about Jess Staley is because they are trying to protect Jamie Diamond. Okay. Which, JP, which the Virgin Islands have already said, as I just shared with you guys, the Virgin Islands have already said, nope, you can't blame it on Staley. Sorry, you know, Mimi Lou already found the email that said it's pending your review, Jamie Diamond, so you better answer questions. And he did. Okay, so um, let's see here. Those emails, uh, email exchanges says the article allegedly exchanged, uh, allegedly continued long after Epstein was convicted of sex crimes, right? Um, It says here, Staley was the person largely responsible for JP Morgan Chase's 15-year financial relationship with Epstein. He later became CEO of Barclays, but he stepped down in 2021 during investigations about the bank's Epstein dealings. He is not a defendant in the lawsuit and has not been charged criminally with activities related to Epstein. A London-based lawyer for Staley declined to comment. So the original complaint, guys, okay, because I think if you guys read any of the articles coming out at the mainstream lamestream right now, they say this, they say uh, four billionaires have been subpoenaed in the case of J, uh, Epstein Island and JP Morgan, you know, and, and, and the Virgin Islands, but uh we don't know what's going on yet. We don't know why they're subpoenaed. We don't, I mean, how do they have to do, right? I mean, you have a hotelier, right? A uh, a big tech you know, uh, a co-founder, and and the others. Like, what does that have to do with Jeffrey Epstein's bank account? You know, why would they subpoena those guys, right? The article says the original complaint filed in December was heavily redacted, but the amended complaint released by the government of the U.S. Virgin Islands on Wednesday backs claims from the earlier filing that Staley exchanged more than 1,000 emails from his J.P. Morgan Chase email account between 2008 and 2012, corresponded with Epstein while he was incarcerated and visited the Virgin Islands residents on multiple occasions. Um, the U.S. Virgin Island lawyers say these communications show a close personal relationship and profound friendship between the two men and even suggests that Staley may have been involved in Epstein's sex trafficking operation. The lawsuit alleges J.P. Morgan Chase had a more than close-up view of Epstein's sex trafficking and ignored obvious red flags related to Epstein's accounts. The Virgin Islands is going after clients ladies and gentlemen, because one of the uh, charges that the judge denied for this, originally the Virgin Islands accused J.P. Morgan Chase of profiting and of uh, collusion with Epstein, which would have effectively made them human traffickers, right? The judge said, no, you can't do that. The judge ended up saying you can pursue evidence, but you cannot claim it. So... Uh, The the Virgin Islands is going after the clients. That's what they're doing. Okay, that's what we're seeing here. Um, It says here, both J.P. Morgan Chase and Barclays declined to comment on the newly unsealed passages. But after the U.S. Virgin Islands Attorney General sued J.P. Morgan Chase in December, claiming that the bank should have known about Epstein's activities on Little St. James Island, the island he owned off the coast of St. Thomas, the bank moved to dismiss the suit. In a filing on February one, lawyers for the bank wrote: "The U.S. Virgin Islands lawsuit is a masterclass in deflection that seeks to hold J.P. Morgan Chase responsible for not sleuthing out Epstein's crimes over a decade ago." In the newly unsealed passages, the U.S. Virgin Islands government claims Staley sent emails from Epstein Islands in the fall of two thousand nine, when Epstein was incarcerated in Florida. So when all hell breaks loose. And the world is crumbling. I will come here and be at peace, is what Staley told um, Epstein in an email. One month later, Staley allegedly sent another email to Epstein. I realized the danger in sending this email, but it was great to be able today to give you in New York City a long felt hug. That's just evidence that the Staley and Epstein guy were really close friends. And I don't want to know what a long felt, long heartfelt hug means in their world. (laughs) I don't want to know, okay? I don't want to know when two pervert pedophiles, you know, say I gave you a long, heartfelt hug, what that means. OK, <laughs> you look in Urban Dictionary or something. I don't know. Um, in July 2010, the filing alleges that Staley sent an email to Epstein saying, say hi to Snow White. Epstein responded, what character would you like next? When Staley said Beauty and the Beast, Epstein replied, well, one site is available. Virgin Islands lawyers claim reference to Disney princesses or code for young women. Okay, Uh, let's see here. Okay, it says here J.P. Morgan Chase did not flag any of the emails between Epstein and Staley in connection with risk reviews, according to the lawsuit. Moreover, J.P. Morgan Chase allowed Staley to remain a decision maker on Epstein's accounts. J.P. Morgan Chase even tasked Staley to discuss the human trafficking allegations with Epstein. Last November, Attorney General Denise George settled the U.S. Virgin Islands lawsuit against Epstein's estate for more than one hundred five million dollars along with an agreement that the estate will sell Epstein's islands in the territory and end business operations there oh so they haven't ended up business operations yet or what Epstein okay then it talks about him supposedly being uh suicide well, he was suicided right okay so there was that one that one's pretty interesting there for that um let me see if I can find another good one for you guys Uh, let's see here. What else am I going? Okay. So let's talk about the newly subpoenaed billionaires, and then we can move off of this topic. Um, I wanted to see if I had the article that mentioned what they were after specifically, See, so this is this is what the attorney originally said. As we have alleged, Epstein's sex trafficking operation was impossible, impossible, impossible without the assistance of J.P. Morgan Chase and later Deutsche Bank. And we assure the public that we will leave no stone unturned in our quest for justice for the many victims who deserved better from one of America's largest financial institutions. They are going after those who enabled and those who colluded. That's who they're going after. This is, I don't, I mean, it's not about like, it's not a property dispute. It's not an estate dispute. It is literally, they are going after the victim's um, uh, perpetrators. So uh, I think that's very heartening, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) See, it says here, Rackoff will not allow, will not only allow the lawsuits to move forward on grounds of J.P. Morgan Chase and Deutsch profiting from Epstein's activities. Okay, uh, they will also be able to attempt to prove that the banks participated in helping Epstein evade law enforcement. Uh, that's pretty big, y'all. I mean, that's pretty big. Okay. <laughs> That is, I mean, we don't know where it's gonna go. Obviously, I mean, Judge Rakoff would not have allowed this to move forward at all. And right now, if you guys are paying attention to the cartel thing, okay. I mean, this is this is basically the way you get it Whether it's the Sinaloa cartel or whether it's the New Jersey mob, okay, our entire country is a sham at this point. Okay. I would say it's been in sham mode for decades, but it's probably really, really zoomed in like we are living in a fake sham country guys like nothing here is real the rule of law isn't real okay uh our elections aren't real our our politicians aren't real everything is fake here guys i mean everything is fake okay it's just we're now finally starting to see it you know and and a lot of people are not really paying attention to the whole cartel thing that's going on right now, whether it's Arizona or whether it's New Hampshire, you guys better believe my eyes are on that right now, okay? Because this is big, you know, based on the things that I have seen in my personal life and the things that I have experienced, ladies and gentlemen, it all makes sense, okay? I've seen the victims of trafficking who then go work for the city-state governments, right? Because that's where their traffickers put them when they get worn out or when they need cover. How are you a 19-year-old boy, right? And you have your own apartment, right? This huge apartment, right? That's probably thousands of dollars a month living there with no job. Okay, they need cover. Give them a city job. I've seen it, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, it makes sense. It makes sense why we have judges who... What are they doing? Why are they ruling this stuff? You saw what they did in the Carrie Lake case in Arizona. What the heck was this judge thinking, right? You saw what they did in Georgia. You know, what was this judge thinking when they're talking about elections? You saw the way they handled everything. And you know what? They had lawyers working for them that knew how to frame it in a way that it would not put the spotlight on the judges. But as the American people did not give up and continued to pursue like a rabid bulldog, the truth of the matter, these judges cover has been exposed, okay? Now, I'm going to talk about, okay, so we had like this. These are the things that are all coming together. I mean, everything is just starting to come together. Like, let the people of America wake up and see it, right? Um, We're talking about the cartels. We, we have like what? The New Jersey, the New York mobs, the Sinaloa cartels, who are probably just CIA, right? And all that stuff anyways. But I mean, all, as all of this stuff is starting to crystallize in front of us, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, we have to ask ourselves a question. We're going to pay attention to it. You know, um, we had what the Arizona hearing in February that just really set this on fire. I mean, they, they really ignited it. OK, thank you, Representative Liz Harris. OK, I want to talk about her in a minute and what she's going through. Um, I watched the uh, hearing that they, they're persecuting her. They're trying to kick her out. They're trying to do more than censor her. They want her removed from the Arizona state house. Okay. And uh, I I told you guys before I went off the air, this is what we need, right? When I was in my state Capitol and we were there, um, we were there to, um, to, to, to show them in force that we did not agree with what they were doing. Ladies and gentlemen, at my state house. Um there was a um a lot of man, let me tell you the pantomime of politics, the fakeness that is going on over there is insane, okay? And um and just moving right back along into this, we had the February hearing where this really ignited, okay? It really ignited there. And I told those people, I told I was talking with the people with my my fellow Texans and and I was saying I was saying as I was sitting next to a bunch of these uh what are those people called who work for the politicians like their little office people like all they like okay they did not want the patriots in there the Texans in there right and so they started bringing in all of their staff to to fill up all of the seats in the main hall so this way we wouldn't have seats and the, the videos are over on Rumble. So if you go to my Rumble page, you can see them. There's one there where I'm telling the people, I'm telling them, look, this is what we need. We need American citizens to go in and to basically just they know they're going to be a freshman only. They're going in there for one term, just kamikaze patriots, kamikaze Americans just going in there to just upset them as much as they can. You know, because, you know, we've had a one or two in Texas history recently that I can name that did just that, you know, and they only they only made it one term. They were selected out, ladies and gentlemen, because they didn't play ball, because they didn't go along with it. In fact, one of these, a former representative of the state of Texas, is the whistleblower who says the way politics works in Texas, and I don't doubt this is the way it works in the rest of this nation. Everything is mapped out because all of the people are selected. All of the politicians are selected. Every bit of legislative piece is already mapped out. They already know who's going to, and you you would think it's your local rep that's sponsoring a bill. No, 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 no. They tell you they're sponsoring the bill. It's assigned to you. And for those of you who want the evidence, this is conjecture. Okay. I just know because a former state rep told me this is what he witnessed. Okay. And so, you know, you can call it conjecture without evidence, whatever. I'm telling you what I know from the truth. And I believe the man. Okay. The man is no longer serving in the Texas state house. All right. The man went back to his hometown to tell him exactly what's happening in the Capitol, okay? To try and save this nation, get some truth out of there. And he was maligned. He was attacked. He was physically attacked more than once in his office and on the state house floor, ladies and gentlemen. There are videos, okay? (laughs) So I believe him, okay? And when he says it's a pantomime of politics that happens in the Texas state house and everything is mapped out and figured from the life of the bill to the birth of the bill to the death of the bill, and how it's going to die, and who's going to kill it. And they've determined this before they even met the first legislative session. For first day in session. They already have all of this mapped out. Okay? I believe that's the way. I believe it's true. I believe it's true. That's how come we can have a majority, not a supermajority, but a majority of conservative politicians and Republicans in the Texas State House, and nothing gets done. And we're almost done with our legislative session, and nothing has been done. Okay, that's why. All right. That is why. Okay. So Liz Harris of Arizona, to me, a hero, a patriot, and one of those kamikaze Americans that knows they're only gonna be in there for a little bit. They know they're not gonna be in there for long. They're gonna get kicked out because they're not going along to get along. That's what we need. And that's why I'm grateful for Liz Harris. Now, this started this 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 brush fire really, in my opinion, started there, okay? Because since then, with what we have with this um, this alleged—I'm going to say alleged, right? Because it's not provable, right? Alleged information about the collusion of the Sinaloa cartel in Arizona with the local politicians and the real estate. Okay, I was like, I thought all politicians were lawyers. You know another trend I've noticed as I've been researching politicians and their backgrounds? If they're not lawyers, they're in real estate. What does that tell you, America? Don't you think you'd wanna be in real estate if you're uh, bribing and running, uh, laundering money through the real estate agency for the cartels into our politicians and to whoever else they need? Whether it's someone who's elected, someone who's hired, someone who's appointed, it does not matter. Speaker Dade Phelan of the House of Texas real estate's his business. I wonder how much dealings he does in bribing and uh, laundering money. It makes sense. It makes sense. So while I don't have the uh, paperwork to back that up, I'm just going to go on a gut with that. Okay, guys. Okay, so as I said, Brushfire started with Liz Harris. The return of Mike Gill. Okay, look at the New Hampshire case. Look at the Pandora Papers, ladies and gentlemen. It's all starting to add up, okay? It's all starting to add up. So um, let me see. Let me jump back here into Epstein so we can talk about the billionaires and we can move on. (laughs) Let's see what else is going on over here. Have a good afternoon, KISS. Good to see you again. Thanks for being here. Thank you for the new uh, stickers. Um, All right, and let's go. (laughs) Well, you know, Tam Growl, I will bring you the meat and potatoes if I can. You know, I always try and do that. Hey, Veronica, it's good to see you. And welcome back. What's the matter, you? (laughs) I like that choreographed, rehearsed, final product onto the next big thing. <laughs> I called Abbott's office yesterday asking about his position on CBDCs and got nothing for an answer. He's never even addressed it. Kerry's making strike. Yeah, I want to talk about Carrie Lake as well a little bit today. We'll touch into we'll we'll get into Arizona next and the voting machines, ladies and gentlemen, and the voting machines. Okay. Bruce Willis. Okay, so uh, let's see. We got 10 minutes before this 30-minute segment um, finishes. Just a moment. Okay, Uh, let's see here. Where are we at? We're with the billionaires, right? Okay, next up, the billionaires, guys. Are you ready for the billionaires? Okay, so on the 20th, we had billionaires subpoenaed. All right. And here's how it goes. So from Forbes, okay, Forbes, Epstein lawsuit, billionaires, Sergey Brin, Thomas Pritzker and Mortimer Zuckerman subpoenaed in the JP Morgan chase. So it says at the, uh, and I'll just read this straight out to you guys. At least three billionaires received subpoenas this week connected to a lawsuit against JP Morgan over the bank's relationship with late convicted sex offender, Jeffrey Epstein, a person familiar with the matter told Forbes. Um, They say it's a twist, right? It's a twist. So uh, Go Ogle co-founder, Sergey Brin, Hyatt Hotel's executive chairman, Thomas Pritzker. And I've heard that Hyatt was involved with uh, Epstein for a long time. So I'm like, if this is about J.P. Morgan knowing about Epstein's child sex trafficking and human trafficking, what does a uh, big tech co-founder and a hotel exec ha- and a real estate mogul have to do with that, right? It's interesting, guys. They're going after the people. Anyways, it says, um, oh, oh, oh. And uh, Michael Ovitz, that's the former president for Disney. Okay. I mean, I'm pretty... <laughs> what does Disney have to do with Epstein's bank account, right? Okay, <laughs> One must wonder, inquiring minds want to know. It says, the reason the businessmen were subpoenaed is not clear. Okay, I gotta find that there wasn't, I had an article pulled where it said specifically why they were going after these people, but no one wants to mention it, right? It's unclear, it's unknown, it's rather a mystery why they're going after these people, right? Like, why are they subpoenaing them? Like, Okay, so um, article continues. Um, They they have been told to provide documents and communications connected to Epstein and the bank, according to the Wall Street Journal. Uh, The subpoenas were issued by the attorney general of the U.S. Virgin Islands, which is seeking damages from the bank over what it claims was a continued relationship with Epstein after it became aware of sex trafficking allegations. Epstein owned uh, an approximately 70 acre private island. You know, he owned Little St. James and Bigger St. James as well, but Bigger St. James was undeveloped. Um, JP, unless that's where they did their human hunting parties, right? On on Bigger St. James. Anyways, JP Morgan faces lawsuits from the Virgin Islands and an unnamed Epstein victim over the bank's decision to keep Epstein as a client until 2013, five years after he was convicted in Florida for soliciting prostitution. From someone under the age of 18. Uh, JP Morgan claims the bank executives were largely unaware of additional allegations against Epstein in the Virgin Islands, which prompted his 2019 arrest. Uh, the bank filed a lawsuit earlier this month against former investment banking executives, Jess Staley. So JP Morgan is currently trying to get the ex-CEO Barclays, Jess Staley. They're trying to pin it on him right now. So there's kind of like three things going on at once. Uh, but Staley did leave JP Morgan Chase in 2013 okay and then again another, another lie about Epstein uh, committing suicide okay a uh, go ogled co-founder Sergey Brin and other million billionaires subpoenaed in lawsuit um let's see if this had any new information I could share with you guys this one's from Benzinga Sergey Brin so it was four billionaires altogether guys this is one I mean, this is why I think they they ended up dropping. This is why I think they ended up dropping the indictment. I mean, trajectory showed that if you indicted President Trump on false charges, the entire nation was going to wake up and vote for him in 2024, right? So why would you do that to yourself at such a peculiar moment in history? I think it's because their oligarchical masters told them. You need to cover us being indicted and being subpoenaed or sub- sorry, being subpoenaed, not indicted. So I think that's really what I really think they wanted to keep this out of the news. I think they want to keep anything Epstein related out of the news. And I think that's why they decided to drop the hammer with the uh, with the indictment on Trump. And now it's going to backfire on them because they wanted to keep their names out of the paper. I mean, no one's talking about this. Nobody's talking about this. OK, Um it says here. Uh, let's look at this article here. So it says um, a lawsuit accusing J.P. Morgan Chase and Company of facilitating facilitating Jeffrey Epstein's sex trafficking scheme and helping him to cover it up. Uh, the lawsuit uh, claims that human trafficking was the principal business of Epstein's accounts at the bank. Human trafficking was the principal business of Epstein. It also alleges that JP Morgan received referrals of high-value business opportunities from Epstein. Um, according to the report, the Attorney General asked Bryn, along with Hyatt Hotels Corporations, Executive Chairman Thomas Pritzker, real estate investor Mortimer Zuckerman, Zuckerman, Mortimer Zuckerman and former Walt Disney Company executive Michael Ovitz for communications and documents related to Epstein and the bank. So, um, again, they're not, like, really getting specific about what they're looking at. It says, lawyers have questioned several J.P. Morgan employees in the case, and another filed by an unnamed woman who accused Epstein of sexual abuse. The issues are running simultaneously in Manhattan federal court. Um, so that is, I think, the long and the short of it for this, guys. But this is the Virgin Islands, guys, who are suing J.P. Morgan Chase. And they want their head for colluding, enabling, facilitating Epstein and his accounts. So um, I thought that was newsworthy, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, at least so much to share with you guys. Um, in other semi-related information, um, since, since nobody believes that Jeffrey Epstein killed himself, uh, let's see here. We had, um, I got I got to find you guys the quote from the uh, it was the Virgin Islands AG or one of the lawyers that said that they were going after them because they enabled they are going after the clients. (laughs) So, okay, or those who enabled them, you see, so while the black book and the clients list was not permitted in the Ghislaine Maxwell trial, ladies and gentlemen, could it have been because they were going from another angle where they weren't going to start saying, oh, just because your name was in the black book or whatever means that you're a pedophile or it means that you're a client. They're going after the money paper trails to get there. So there's really I mean, if this trial or if any of this moves forward uh, and, and to a longer type of setting of trial setting, or if it goes into trial court, you know, and you judge jury the whole nine yards, ladies and gentlemen, Um, we might actually uncover the client list from there. I mean, it's kind of like, this kind of reminds me of like, not the same format, but the same kind of flow as the uh, the the uh, the Durham trials, the Durham indictments, remember like it was uh, it was little bits of information that were extremely crucial to the case that were coming out. And even though you know like uh, even though the, the lawyers weren't you know found guilty, you know or 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 um, even the uh, what was that guy's name <laughs> the Russian guy? anyways, even though he wasn't found guilty, the two weren't found guilty. What was it Michael Sussman and and Danchenko, right? Um, the court still has that documentation, okay. So it's it's kind of it's kind of to me kind of feels like the same flow, like a little bit, like you know they couldn't really get they couldn't they couldn't they're they're doing a case on Galen, and I get it because even I was decrying, I was like, why aren't they ring out the clients, right? You know. But anyways, so I don't know, maybe it's the same kind of flow. It's got to be a piece by piece, part by part. And they'll eventually get to it. But, you know, they they did the Epstein thing. They did the Ghislaine thing. And now they're doing the banks. And now they're subpoenaing four billionaires for documentation and communications related to the bank. I don't understand. Were those four billionaires, like, I don't know. Did, did they Did they have a co-account? <laughs> did they have a joint account with Epstein? Why are they being subpoenaed? Well, the papers don't want to tell us for now. But I'll get you guys some clarification on that as soon as... Because they're calling it a fishing expedition. We all know it's not. But uh, I guess we'll see where that goes. Alrighty, y'all. So that is what we're looking at with the Epstein case. Um, And again, I just thought I would share that information with you. The indictment of four billionaires is not something small. Especially in regards to a human trafficking case, um, and I just can imagine that they did not want too much um, light on that this past weekend. Of course, these are all just my own personal thoughts, uh, my own personal, you know, assessments or analysis. Doesn't mean that it's actually what's going on. Take it all with a grain of salt. Use your, uh, use your, uh, use your discernment, your intuition. What feels right with you, right? so uh let's move on to our next i had written all of these notes here okay anyways let's move on to our next topic i wanted to talk about the uh let's talk about arizona we'll do that next and this is all kind of this will all kind of like coincide slash flow with each other um During our break, um, I was reading some of the comments in the audience, and um, one of our audience members, Java, had mentioned um, that he was glad to see the Arizona Supreme Court starting to do the right thing. Now, for those of you, for uh, reference to that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, dealing with now, we're talking about the 2022 elections. Do not let it be mistaken. 2020, 2021, 2022. Rigged and stolen, okay? This should be the vernacular, the nomenclature, right? I mean, this should be everywhere. Telling everybody, never should have left our lips. 2020 was stolen. President Trump is still the president. 2021 was stolen. I guess that just didn't get enough showtime for people to be concerned about it. We can talk about Pennsylvania. We can talk about Georgia. We can talk about Texas, right? 2022 stolen outright now in 2020 they did it in the dark of night in 2022 they did it in broad daylight <laughs> ladies and gentlemen broad daylight you know they had to utilize both their back ways and their front ways in order to do it back ways of course being the the digital and the and the uh and the printing and the ballot dropping and the machines, okay, uh, in the daylight, they had to actually voter suppress, right? Machines turn off, not enough paper ballots, turn voters away. It gets even more intricate in states like Arizona, ladies and gentlemen, where they had like these, uh, these check-in pads where you check in if you're voting, et cetera, that we got way, and tracking of the ballots and stuff like that, way more intricate. But um, as we'll talk about in a minute, when it comes to that, it's it's just so they have more more ways and methods to cheat, right? Uh, I don't know how I would describe it. Uh, I think they described it over on Conservative Daily as a toolbox, right? It was a toolbox of how to cheat the machines. Basically, were we'll talk about. It. I don't know if you guys caught that or not. If you didn't, you should catch it. Um, uh, go back and check that out. I, that's vital information. I mean, like that information right there alone is enough, should be enough to get us all up in arms. Okay, we'll talk about that again in a minute. But getting back to Arizona, because so we've been following the Kerry Lake um, case because, you know, it, the only two people talking about stolen elections and election fraud prevention integrity is President Trump and Kerry Lake. I mean... We might have one or two state reps or senators who will bring that up or still put that in the conversation. But on a national level, right, we don't have anyone else talking about it. Not one representative, not one senator at the federal level okay, is talking about this anymore. They don't care. You know, that's the same thing like I'm talking about with the National, the Council for National Policy. They even released a statement saying that, yeah, we need to move forward. 2020 is done. We need to focus on what's coming up ahead. You know, they don't care. Their establishment, their rhino, okay? They do not care. They have their own personal interests invested in this, okay? And it has nothing to do with the American people, has nothing to do with the preservation of our way of life or this nation or this country. Ladies and gentlemen, has everything to do with uh, serving whomever their masters are, right? For their own personal reasons, okay? So we have this situation in Arizona. Carrie Lake, again, one of the only ones still fighting for election integrity right? For the integrity of our elections, right? For the prevention of fraud, for secure, sound, safe, reliable elections, okay? And um, see, I'm like, who are the other ones on the ticket, right? I know Mark Fincham, um, who had been running for Secretary of State of Arizona, his his election stolen, right? Um, I know he had recently, I think he probably within the last month, a judge had ruled that he had to pay, right? Um, like the uh, the court uh, fees and all that stuff, the administrative fee, everything for the other side, right? They, they were putting sanctions on him for for um, declaring that uh, the election was stolen. I mean, other than Fincham, Lake is the only other one I know who's still actively going. I don't know what happened to Blake Masters. Blake Masters, the guy who... Uh, you know, I had no idea Peter Thiel was a homosexual. Did you know that, Sean Joe? <laughs> anyways, I guess only I guess only transhumanist billionaires can be married to a guy in Europe and have a have a little panty boy in Florida who recently committed suicide. Rest in peace. Anyways, why did I bring up Blake math? Oh, why did I bring up Peter Thiel? Because of Blake Masters. I was like, oh yeah, the guy who wear- who used to wear too much foundation when he first came out. So, anyways, Peter uh, Blake Masters. Transhumanist, uh, uh, well, Blake Masters is not a transhumanist as far as I know. What I was saying is Blake Masters, comma, transhumanist's apostrophe... Uh, <laughs> anyways, he's Peter Thiel's little boy. Right. So that's what I think about Blake Masters. But, you know, uh, I always said that, though, you know, but I don't know. Anyways, um, that's neither here nor there. I don't hear about Blake Masters fighting for his um, fighting for his his race anymore. I'll go look it up and we'll talk about it in another episode. But, you know, Fincham got sanctions. Carrie Lake. Well, she went all the way to the Arizona Supreme Court, just as she said she would. Now, let's talk. This is interesting how all of this comes together, right? Because, you know, we're talking about like, you know, like the elections and we're talking about like the cartels and stuff like that. Um, Hello. Oh, here's the thing that I forgot to mention, right? We had the brush fires getting started in February with the Thaler case, right? Those of you who don't know about the Thaler case that kind of start all of this. I mean, this, this is opening up, guys, okay? And then we had that refortified by Mike Gill of New Hampshire talking about the Pandora Papers and the largest money laundering operation in the world that comes out of New Hampshire. Have you guys heard about that at all? Okay. This is resurfacing. Okay. This is resurfacing. Okay. So New Hampshire has the largest money laundering operation per the Pandora Papers. Okay. Documentation. All right. And Mike Gill has been talking about this, but I mean, I guess he just came back up again. I mean, he's been doing this for 15 years. Okay. He ran for governor. You know, he, he, he was a millionaire. He fought against the establishment. They've been working to ruin him. He vanished. And is this God's timing y'all? And now he's back. And now people are talking about this again. Okay. The Pandora papers came out in like what? 2017, 2018. Right. And I know you guys are probably wondering, what does this have to do with Arizona? I think it has everything to do with Arizona guys. Mike Gill is also working in Arizona right now with the citizens, and he's teaching them how to do what he did in Arizona, I mean, what he did in New Hampshire, to expose this criminal syndicate that is laundering money, drugs, and weapons into this nation, okay? And it's so interesting how all of this comes back together, right? Like when I think of New Hampshire and I think of Chris Sununu, I think of his father, who's formerly the governor of New Hampshire, Sununu. And I think of Sununu being wrapped in with uh, people like um, people like uh, in the Reagan administration, with uh, G- Daddy Bush, right? Pedophile Bush, right? Uh, G.H.W. Bush, right? Uh, Herbert Walker Bush, whatever. Oh, wait, sorry, that's W, my bad. Daddy Bush, you guys know who I'm talking about. Anyways, Any so he was tied in with him and, and and they were tied in with the um, with the uh, Larry King, Nebraska um, uh, child sex trafficking ring. To me, this is all related. OK, we just don't have the connectors yet. Right. Mike Gill says what's happening in Arizona is related to New Hampshire. I believe that man. This is how it's all related. We're starting to see. Everything, the whole network is coming out now, guys. You remember, like, it had to be this way, like I used to say, because now we're gonna, we're not only gonna see who the actors are, we're gonna shine the light on all of the, uh, the, the tapestry, as Tam Grau called it, of all of this wickedness, ladies and gentlemen. And it's all gonna start to come together. You just need the people who can see it. To say it, and then you need the people who can find it to expose it, because we all have our role here, right? You know some people are really good at digging up the research and the paperwork and the the receipts and the paper trails, you know? Some people are good at giving you the insights that might not have been there, right? we all work together in a synergy to bring the truth out, ladies and gentlemen, is really what I think. I see what you say there, Tam growl. I see what you say there. I see what you say there. okay. I'm I'. I'm kind of like, kind of looking at that also, like, not swivel your hips, James O'Keefe, right? <laughs> Anyways, but you know what? I found out Project Veritas is also getting money from the Council for National Policy. Okay, so <laughs> they might be out on it too, Tam Grau. Can't help it, right? Can't help it, you know? And uh, I don't know. We will. I'm not even going to go into the James O'Keefe thing, guys. I'm going to let him continue to expose the Act Blue trafficking of uh, of donation dollars through unsuspecting uh, uh, Democrats. Okay, because Act Blue is everywhere. Act Blue already went after me for what I was saying about Texas politicians. Okay, I mean they were nice about it. Thank goodness. Uh, but uh, they already they already kind of looking at me. Anyways, guys. So um, yeah, we'll we'll hold off on the O'Keefe thing. I'm glad some of you guys have some information on that out there, Tam Grau, etc. But um, yeah, so that's coming up into the forefront now also, right? So let let me just be a show of conjecture and and speculation here, guys. But um, the other thing that came up... So after the Thaler thing, the other thing that comes up on my radar is the Mike Gill thing. Do you know what came up on my radar after that? Now... Stop me if you've heard this one. I think some of you guys have. You guys have heard of the former wife of uh, General Griggs, right? Kay Griggs, okay? So you can kind of see how all of this starts to come together. Kay Griggs, the former wife of the general, said that in the United States of America... The reason why you have corrupt judges is because they're former military, they're former services. So if they're not, if they're not beholden to the cartels, the judges, right? If they're not being blo- bribed or blackmailed by the cartels, okay. Um, if they are um, not um, like a, um, a partisan hack right, that was appointed by a highly partisan whatever, Democrat or Rhino, okay, if they were not um, a member of a um, secret society or some kind of like, uh, you know, group of, of of Illuminati people or Masons or whatever, right, where where their oath to this nation is second to their oath to their brotherhood, that kind of a thing. So if the judges and the lawyers and the DAs are not beholden to the cartels, beholden to partisan politics or or hacks like Soros, are not beholden to some other like brotherhood or secret society that's oath is above their nations, they might be taking orders as a former service member working for rogue generals, ladies and gentlemen. That was the case that was going on with her. Okay, so this is the level, Okay. Of, of corruption and deception that has infected, infested this nation, okay? It's deep, guys. I mean, what we might be starting to see here is that everything we've been experiencing has all been a pantomime. It's all been fake. We've all been bamboozled. It's all been the wool over our eyes, ladies and gentlemen. And they've been doing to this to good-hearted Americans, be they Democrat, be they Republican, be they independent people who really love this nation, people who thought that they are just living their lives, doing what they were going to do, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know? They thought, oh, we can trust our politicians. We can rely on them. They're good hearted people, blah, 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 blah. you know? um, They've been doing this to all of us. Okay. They have been doing this to all of us. And I'm like, can we not stand united on that fact? Right. Uh Seanjo says, listen to Kay Griggs and think the military is gonna save us. Question mark. I only got like three or four hours into that interview. Seanjo. <laughs> So I'm kind of cherry picking here, but I don't know. I don't know that she said that the military was going to save us. Is she into uh, is she into um, what do you call it? Oh, God, I'm going to be shady here. Is she into uh, is she into devolution also or what? (laughs) Did did K Griggs talk about devolution? Uh, Anyways, I don't know about that. Thanks for the cookie, Sean Joe. I appreciate you. So the reason why I brought up that the reason why I went off into that sideline tangent is because. The judges, the judge, the supreme, the judges in Maricopa County, who are they beholden to? Do you think? Are they beholden to the cartels? Are they beholden to uh, some, uh, you know, sorority, fraternity, brotherhood thing, where their oath is higher than, like, the Freemasons? Uh, is he beholden to um, the military services? Is he is he down chain of command and he's following orders? Because apparently they still do that. These these uh, generals, right? Um, And, you know, we've talked a little bit about the generals, not a whole lot, but a little bit like on Sea in the Dark when I was doing that show. We talked and actually, no, we talked about General James Jones and Jim Jones, the son and the father right here. Never talked about Al Gray. But anyways, um, that's a thing, too. Okay, so who are they beholden to? Right. That's what I was wondering. That's what I wonder now. Uh, This is what this makes sense to me. I mean, when nothing else makes sense and you lay this frame over what you're looking at and it makes sense. I mean, it's walking like a duck. It's quacking like a duck. You know, it's it's. It's a duck, you know. (laughs) All we need, we need an investigation. We need an investigation. I'm going to push that still. We need an investigation in Arizona and what's going on. But you know, I have a feeling that the people of Arizona, just like they forced that forensic audit in their state are gonna force this investigation. What is it with the people of Arizona? God bless the people of Arizona, right? Like, They're forcing their legislative body to do it. You know, there's this alternate reality that exists right now where Wendy Rogers is a traitor to this nation. Did you guys know that? (laughs) But that's what I'm saying. Like when we're talking about these politicians at the local level, that's why we need to be involved and in the know at the local level, right? It'd be easier if we didn't have these uh, fake organizations and political parties to figure out who's who and what's what. But, you know, for example, when we're talking about Arizona and we're talking about the um, since we're on the cartels um, um, cartels topic, the Thaler case right now, we had Representative Liz Harris bring this into the state of Arizona and uh, for a hearing. Okay, now, um, I don't know if you guys saw this. Um, I did post it on my rumble page so i did the i did the whole five hour clown show hearing and it was good i get it like once i once i listened to the hearing where the uh legislative body was um was uh they had this this um they had this uh hearing uh on this on uh liz harris right because they said that she uh she uh, did not follow decorum and that she uh, brought in these witnesses that were accusing people of this and that. Right. So they were really blaming her. Uh, They're trying to get rid of her. She's a she's a kamikaze patriot. She went in there to do a job. And uh, now they're trying to get her out. Right. That's what we need. We need Americans who are going to go in there and they realize they're only going to be there for one term. But that's all they need. If we get like 10, 20, 30, 40 Americans, who run on an America First agenda, get elected because they break the algorithms locally, right? They break the algorithms locally, okay? Um, and they go in there, and even if they get selected out, you know, point of the matter is they're going to get as much fixed as they can, or they're going to do as much damage as they can. Liz Harris has done some damage, ladies and gentlemen. She's done some damage. And it was only after I heard her hearing where they were trying to remove her, like they're trying to decide whether or not they're going to, you know, what they're going to do with her. And she explained the entire background of the hearing that took place on the 23rd of February. That I was like, I was understanding. So I was like, why is it that? this election, what was it called? It was the Arizona um, election and House sub-election and something committee, right? It was a joint committee, right? Between the House and the Senate of the state legislature in Arizona. And, uh, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm like, it was five hours long, guys. And I watched the whole thing. And the first four hours was stuff we have heard before. In fact, the third presenter... Yeah, the third presenter basically did the same presentation that the first two did, okay? And then we also had uh, Captain Seth Keschel do a presentation as well. Now, I'm sitting there thinking like, okay, we got Sonny Borelli on this. We've got Wendy Rogers on this. Why are we only hearing the same thing we've ever heard? Come to find out from the hearing with Liz Harris, a lot of the speakers... To, I think some of the speakers didn't make it, so they had to get some replacement speakers. In comes Captain Keschel, right? So the reason why I was like, Captain Keschel's just doing the same thing he always does. I wasn't mad, but I was like, we've heard this. Well, it's because he was actually an alternate speaker because one of the other speakers couldn't make it, right? Um, So in that hearing, I'm kind of thinking like, yeah, this is the same stuff that we've heard before. And in comes, as the last speaker, uh, was it Jacqueline Bre- Gre- Gregor? who was uh, representing John Thaler, the lawyer, okay? I'm going through all of this because, you know, we're, we're trying to paint the picture for you guys of what's going on. And so, you know, that was interesting to hear. So now then, um, this Jacqueline uh, Gre- Greger, Breger? it's Greger, I think it's Greger. Um, she uh, ends up like talking about all of this stuff about the Sinaloa cartels and 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 um and and mortgage deeds and money laundering and bribes and the thing about it is and I know a lot of people haven't gotten the information on this and I think this is because he's writing a book which again I have to say when it comes to saving your nation do you have to put it behind a paywall like I get it. I guess, you know, the thing about it, I don't know. I don't know this. I I mean, I'm not going to judge the guy. Okay. I mean, I guess I could like, if I had that kind of information, I probably would not want to, you know, monetize it. I'm more concerned with saving this country and getting the truth out there and getting these damn cartels out of our, our, you know, infrastructure. Right. And, And getting it taken care of so it is what it is whatever it is and i think you know cuz um i I've, I've heard people say that they've seen some of the data but it's not enough to determine if it's true but this was also a multi-year investigation right um that thaler the lawyer had been hired by other businesses and whatever the i think a real estate law firms in in the in the northeast somewhere to to look into this right you know in the midwest i think in the midwest um and so it's like He's not giving us all the information for his own personal, I, I would say, for his own personal benefit or, or for his own personal reason. Uh, and I say benefit because he stands to make money from the information in his book, right? That's why I say benefit. Um, but but that doesn't mean that it the investigation didn't occur. I mean, apparently there are thousands of documentations, documents that they've already been through they've already connected all the dots and they say they've already presented this information to uh, like they didn't present it to the uh Arizona attorney general cuz obviously stolen election who do you think they're working for right um but i think it's all in it's a very interesting story that needs to be investigated okay i mean is it going to take mike gill to make the connection to arizona from new hampshire and then finally we're going to look at it you know um According to Mike Gill, the reason why the Silicon Valley Bank went down is not because there was uh, our economy is collapsing, which actually I kind of believe this because no other banks collapsed. Right. If it was something that the Federal Reserve um, um, Central Bank of America did, you know, I mean, no one else was affected. Right. But Mike Gill says that was um, that was Congress tipping off the cartels in New Hampshire, that they were looking at the Pandora Papers and so they moved their money out of SVB. Who moves for, for, was it $42 billion that moved out of it? I mean, that's a lot. That's a, I mean, that's a lot of money for, you know, the people to be withdrawing transactions, right? And I think it was like only one or two transactions. It was, they, he says it was the cartels moving the money. Again, that's speculation, conjecture, hypothesis, theory, whatever. But this is, um, that's a line of information I think should be looked at. Or at least should be included in the uh, conversation, right? So, um, yeah, um, Tam Girl says it was so funny. Um, Jacqueline Brager just went full throttle. She did so because of that. Representative Liz Harris gets in trouble. Okay. And uh, it's because um, they named names. It was not the proper venue to bring this type of information. There's no evidence. You're making all these accusations, yada, yada yada. So I'm like thinking to myself, like, why? Because everyone was like, how did Liz Harris get in? How did Liz Harris get elected when so much voter suppression was happening, when so much rigging was going on, how did she get in? You know? So here are my thoughts on that. Either it was an act of God, Like so many people in her district or yeah, in her district showed up and voted for her, broke the algorithms. Right. Maybe maybe they forgot to short them on on ballots. Okay, if it wasn't an act of God, it was whoever controls these elections in Arizona saying we'll let one in so we can make an example out of her. Okay, that's kind of what I think. I don't think there's any other way it could have happened, right? Like, either it was an act of God or they did it intentionally to make an example out of her. Hey, Two in the Pink, what's up? Thank you so much for gifting the can. Appreciate it. Good to see you, buddy. But yeah, um, so so there we go with that, right? You know, and and so... It's just... Isn't it... it this is just very interesting topic conversation. So... They bring her in and they say that um, they're going to hold this hearing against her, guys. This hearing was pretty much kind of rigged from the beginning. You know, um, we're about to hit. Hold on. We're about to hit another 30 minute increment. So let me go ahead and stop here because I got a lot to say. Okay, so uh, as I was saying, guys, uh, they were bringing in Representative Liz Harris to Punish her if there was going to be any punishment. Center Square said uh, Arizona State Representative Liz Harris faced the House Ethics Committee on Thursday. That was of last week on her decision to call a witness to an election hearing in which many lawmakers were falsely, they say, accused of being tied to the Sinaloa cartel. While no ruling was made, committee chairman Joseph Chaplick said they're examining the evidence to ultimately decide on retribution for Harris if any okay so i don't know where this is gonna go okay and that's where i'm gonna stop reading there and i'm gonna talk to you guys about the hearing okay because the it was interesting right you know um this is where you start like looking at who is who's on the panel who's the chair who are these people talking right um who's asking her questions what angles are they taking you to really kind of examine where these people stand you know there is this one rep, the first guy who started questioning her, his name, Representative Travis Grantham. OK. Now, this guy, I'm watching him. I'm like, okay, I mean, I mean, uh, to me, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Inquisition, right? These are the evil people. <laughs> the representatives of the uh, of the of the house uh, House Ethics Committee, right? That's where I, I go right there. Right? I'm like, they're the bad guys. Liz Harris is the good guy, okay. But of course, you know, you never know. You you might have some good guys on the panel. So at first, this guy, Representative Grantham, I was thinking he was a bad guy. I was like, this is a rhino, right? You know. So he's he kept on asking her like if it was pre-coordinated, if they planned this, if this was a strategy that they had. And uh, so I kind of looked into him, and um, he actually seems kind of on par, right? I mean, he could be one of those. Um, Republicans who has such a good voting record that no one would suspect that he's actually a rhino because they already planned that the bill that he sponsored for, I don't know, uh, to stop abortion was going to be killed in the Senate by a Democrat, right? Because that's the way they do it in Texas, you know, like you can have, you can have a Republican in Texas who has a straight A 100% conservative voting record. But it doesn't matter because he can, he can sponsor the bill. He can push the bill. He can go on the 10 o'clock news and talk it up. But um, he already knows that uh, they're going to kill it in the Senate or a Democrat's going to or someone who's working in the calendar committee is not going to let it get to the floor so he can present the false face of a true conservative to his voters while still working for the establishment. That's where we are in America, guys. That is how developed. Their deception and their treason is against the people, okay? They've developed it to the point that you can have a 100% conservative voting representative who is a full-blown rhino, but you would never know it because of the way he votes, the way he talks, and the way he uh, presents his bills or sponsors, because they already know somewhere there's at least three other levels that they can kill that bill and not get the will of the people done, and you'll still think you're voting for a conservative. You will still think you're voting. That's where we are right now in this nation. That's how fake this is. Okay, that's how fake this is. We're at that point, ladies and gentlemen. We need to wake up. This is how they run the state house. This is why the speaker is so important. Okay, because this is the uh, this is the deception that they've been laying upon all of us, ladies and gentlemen, upon all of us. So this representative Travis Grantham was going pretty hard on Liz Harris, right? So I was like, okay, so you know, I looked into him and he actually does have some like he is stands for election integrity. He's done some good things. So I'm like, okay. Okay. Maybe he's just you know playing the uh offense for whatever, right? And he's he's still a good guy. Okay, but you know the one that concerned me was actually the chair of the committee, okay? Cuz while representative Grantham was kind of like low level, not a lot of spotlight on this guy. The chair of the committee, uh, a, a dude by the name of Representative Chaplick, okay, big time election integrity guy, right? Big time election integrity. He was up there with all of them, right? Like he, on the state level fighting for it. But I'm like, well, who set these rules up, right? Because Chaplick made it to where You could not talk about anything related to elections. okay? nothing related to election integrity, nothing related to election fraud, nothing related to the 2020, 2021, 2022 elections, nothing related to Carrie Lake. You could not even mention it. And I thought that was interesting because I think that was preemptive Um, because Liz Harris, obviously, she had to submit, you know, um, her... um, uh, she had to submit her pa- her paperwork or documentation, whatever, that she was going to be presenting to the court uh, for the hearing. She had to present her exhibits. So uh, she had like what, like, I don't know, six or seven or eight exhibits, exhibit A through G or whatever. And they struck like half or more of them because they had information about elections in it. But as you're listening to the hearing, it's evident that you need that information in order to prove her reasoning. Or uh why she did what she did, you know, the steps that she took to make. And I needed to go back over it because it was actually, I think it was actually in Liz Harris's strategy to bring up information that Jacqueline Brager did not bring up in that hearing. As um Liz Harris had said, Liz Harris had said she had no idea that Brager was gonna bring in that information. Okay. And there were two specific examples she cited and I forgot to write them down and review them before I started recording recording but there were two specific examples that Liz Harris cited okay that she as the reason why she thought Jacqueline Brager was going in there and these were two reasons that I've scarcely heard like you know on the front right and I was like what I forgot to I forgot to review and, and write it down um but The minute Liz Harris brought those up, those two reasons up, they shut her down. And they were like, don't forget, you can't talk about election. You can't talk about election integrity. You can't talk about election fraud. You can't do none of that. And I was like, dang, I was like, what was that? I should have gone back before I started recording today, but I'll go back and look at it again. That, ladies and gentlemen, was why she had brought her in. And this whole Sinaloa cartel, I think it's by providence, actually, that this happened. I think it's by providence that however it worked out that they could not review Jacqueline Brager and John Thaler's work before it was presented to the committee. All of that, I think, was Providence. There's no other way to describe it. There's no other way to describe it that the people of Arizona and this nation actually got a taste of some hidden truth that no one wants you to know about, okay? Because we have a, like, like there are some people out there saying, like, and I, I said this already, I was like, in an alternate reality where Wendy Rogers and Sonny Borelli are working for the establishment and they have bamboozled America first and uh, Trump supporting patriots into so this whole thing, right? This whole thing, people are saying that some of the deeds from Wendy Rogers, houses or house or whatever, might be questionable. I don't know. But I can tell you one thing, uh, committee chair Chaplik Guess what his real-life non-political job is? He works in real estate, ladies and gentlemen. You know what's even more interesting about Chairman Chaplik, the guy who did not let any election information get into this hearing uh, that happened that's exposing the Sinaloa cartel connections and the bribery of all of the uh, elected politicians, or not maybe not all of them, but you know, some of them, and maybe the appointed ones, and maybe the hired ones. I'm telling you guys. I'm telling you show me the money that went to Democrat operatives to rig this election. It's there. Okay. Something tells me this act blue thing might surface, but you know, just, just, just offhand. A question I had was why is it that James O'Keefe was able to expose the money laundering in our elections, but Mike Gill was not allowed to do it. Um, The Arizona forensic audit Senate was not allowed to do it. Like, all these people were not allowed to expose it, but James O'Keefe was. Are they trying to save his face? I don't know. I like the way he swivels his hips. I wish he wasn't a bad guy. I don't know he is. I'm not saying he is. But the questions abound, ladies and gentlemen. Questions abound, you know? So I think it's rather interesting that Chairman Chaplick works in real estate, kind of like Speaker of the House Dade Phelan for Texas does. I mean, you know, that's what I noticed. If it's not if it's not litigation, if it, they're not an attorney, a lot of these people are working in real estate. Makes you wonder. You know what's even more curious about? Because you know what they're saying with this real estate and the Sinaloa cartels and all the bribery, and it, and it's all about destroying America. It's all about allowing crime and drugs and guns to run free in cities, to destroy everything. All of that stuff, guys. Do you want to know what's more interesting about Chairman Chaplick and his real estate business? He handles property specifically in the state of Oregon and the state of Washington, two of the worst, most depleted hellholes in this nation for wokeism and radical leftism, okay? So is it a coincidence that Chairman Chaplick is running real estate in Washington and Oregon but he's in Arizona with the Sinaloa cartel and the Sinaloa, and all that's also connected to New Hampshire? I'm telling you guys, it's all starting to come to light, ladies and gentlemen. It's all starting to come to light. Uh, we just need the connections. We need to we need the connectors right now. We need the connectors, but guys, our entire Government system might be a criminal system, like entirely, like, like, like this nation has been running on the faith of Americans that America is what it is. Okay, it's insane. It's insane. I don't understand how pe- people should be up in arms, guys, on uh, up in arms. You know, okay. So the thing is, we need the we need the proof. We need the evidence, right? Um. So I mean, because there's other th- the there are other things concerning the Thaler and Brager situation and there's there's steps that they didn't take that they should have taken and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The only thing that I can go back to on this and I'm watching it as it develops, right? You know, the only thing I can go back onto on this is that there was an investigation, a a multi-year investigation prior to what we saw and experienced in Arizona on February. And I don't think that these people would have presented this information had that investigation not already had as much detail as it needed to make those allegations. And clearly, if you watch the hearing, you did hear Mrs. Brager say that they are seeking help. And that's why they were presenting it. So, it's pretty crazy, guys. But yeah, so you have this chairman Chaplick in real estate in Washington, Oregon. Now, that's that could just be confirmation bias, guys. <laughs> Because uh, Washington and Oregon are such uh, radical left hellholes, it just confirms my bias that the Sinaloa cartel and uh, Representative Chaplik are, you know, uh, laundering money and bribing people in Washington state and Oregon state. That's just confirmation bias, but uh, I guess we'll have to see uh, what happens uh, as that develops. Um, So, but anyhow, uh, a decision has not been made on Liz Harris's case. The reason why I wanted to highlight it is because, again, I do feel that she is one of those Americans that's going in there to do a job. She's being persecuted for it. She's being uh, tormented for it, you know. Um, and, and you know, because of it, Americans are not only seeing some of the possible lies and deceptions that have been ruining this nation. They're also seeing the players. They're They're getting to see their representatives and their senators, whatever, for who they really are. Because it's not until we get to this minutia, it's not until we get to this detail that we are able to see the devil that these people are, ladies and gentlemen. And it's not until we get this deep into it, interesting enough. It's not until we get this deep into it. But um, that was the case. So, I mean, I guess we'll see if she gets censored, if she gets removed. I don't think she will based on her case. I mean... Her case was pretty point blank. I mean, she it's not as if though she were stumbling for answers. You know, I—I'm like I said, I think this was providence. I think it's providence that everything worked the way out that it did, that Thaler did not have to, or Rager did not have to uh, submit her documentation to Sonny Borelli to review, to decide whether or not it would be heard at the committee hearing. I think it is total providence that everything worked out in a way that that information was not reviewed prior to being pitched at the hearing. And now we need an investigation. Now we need an investigation. And uh, if people want to deny that investigation, I don't know what else to say about that. You know, I think that says a lot about who we think we're voting for. And I guess the question would be, are we voting? Okay. Um, so on, I guess it was Friday, right? Um, they There was a... Um, a dominion drop, I guess you could say. And uh, we'll get into this now as we wrap up today's episode, guys. Thanks again for being here today. There's has a lot of information today. Um, we'll probably talk Trump on the next episode. We'll let the arraignment play out. You know, I wasn't getting too heavily. Um, what's the word? I wasn't getting too heavily immersed in all of that. Cause I was like, Oh, there's all this other stuff going on. But, um, yeah, we'll probably talk about that. I, I want to talk about uh, President Trump and some other things. I want to go over his agenda. Also, we'll do that again too. I've been I've been meaning to get to that, but all this other stuff popped up too at the same time. So we'll talk about that. Um, so we continue. We can continue to support our president, and we can continue to support his agenda. Okay. And the only way we can support it is if we know it. <laughs> so it's really interesting. There's some interesting stuff. I mean, you guys have probably heard about him calling out the deep state again. And calling out the globalist, which is amazing because, I mean, how many presidents have ever done that in anyone's lifetime present? You know, how many? Anyways, so um, uh, the information on Dominion. Now, this came um, by way of um, Conservative Daily. Um, for those of you who have uh, heard of it or ca- uh, caught the show before or the podcast, um, I recommend it. I get to see it every now and then, I enjoy it. Um, but uh, yeah, they they brought some information about Dominion Voting Machines on Friday. So I was checking that out. Um you know it's it, it's how how can I say like it's 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 bigger than a smoking gun. I, the um the uh, yes, Tam Grell says President Trump is speaking tonight. Yes, he is. He's speaking at 8 p.m. Is that uh, is that Trump time? <laughs> From Mar-a-Lago. Yes, thanks for the reminder. Don't forget you all, make sure you check that out. I don't know that I'll be streaming that tonight, um, but uh, I will be I, w- I will be watching it though., um, but anyhow, uh, getting back into the voting machines things. Now, the sentiment behind the information that was shared on the broadcast about the Dominion Voting machines is that this is enough information that all of us, everyone included here, Should already be contacting people and letting them know to stop, you know, now I was looking for, and you know, I don't go to their website too often. It's just the shows and stuff, but I was uh, looking for, um, I was looking for, um, I was like, maybe if there was a report or if there was like some, something written out, uh, I don't think that there is, um, I don't make any promises, but I was like, maybe I can try and do something. Uh, there was a lot of good information on there. And basically, what I think we witnessed was I should have gotten his name. Oh, I think I have it right here. Yeah, Mark Cook. That's that was that was the gentleman's name. Uh, Mark Cook was presenting out on um these discoveries that he'd made. Um, I guess while working with the machines. Um, I didn't get I don't I don't know if I heard how he had had actually if he he had his hands on the actual machine, or or what he was, how he had made those assessments, right? Um, but um, when we're talking about the machines, ladies and gentlemen, and, and I'm glad that it was touched on. The Dominion voting machines, the ESNS, it's the election uh, service systems, I think, and then um, Heart InterCivic being amongst. Uh, the top three, at least in the nation that are used. There's maybe one or two more, I think, um, companies or manufacturers that are out there. But it's all the same thing. You know, for those who are pushing to get rid of dominion, but they're happy because they don't have dominion, it's the same thing. You know, we've talked about the voting machines at nauseum on this broadcast on the C4. since I've been on the air, we've been talking about the machines, you know, and, um, and, and I'm not going to say his name, but there was, there is, um there was a very, very respected, a very respected, um, I guess, member of the election integrity movement of the, of the, no matter what side of the aisle you're on a very respected member of the election integrity movement. And in a private conversation, uh, that individual had told me that they thought that the machines were okay and that they were good. They just needed to, you know, to clean them up or to make sure that you didn't have bad actors. Um, but that after, you know, kind of hearing what I had to say about it, realized that, no, we do not, we need to get rid of the machines. Okay. Uh, basically I think, the statement that can be made out of what we witnessed on conservative daily is that the machines were created to rig elections. Okay. There is no safe way out for this. You hear me, Jeff Bongiorno, or whatever your name was, you moron. Like you cannot have machines. Okay. The machines have to go. You know, it kind of makes me wonder if some of these, um, uh, pathways that we've gone into exposing the fraud in the elections, And I won't say what pathway specifically, but any pathways that have nothing to do with the machines were not put there in order for us to be distracted and to maybe assume that, oh, that's the only way that they steal elections. It's not with the machines. We just need to make sure the machines are safe and they can't connect to the internet. But everything has been a lie. Okay. Now, obviously, their focus was on Dominion voting machines because... um, uh, the host of the show, uh, uh, Mr. Altman, was involved in a lawsuit. He was sued by that liar, Eric Coomer, of um, of uh, Dominion Voting Machines. Um, but Mark Cook um, was able to give a presentation. He was able to show how these machines can be hacked and can be um, can be um, uh, can be compromised from a high tech way to a low tech way. To, from using your iPhone to your Android phone from using a thumb drive and you know the thumb drive is a thing that I really wanted to talk about guys because you know ESNS and Heart Intercity used in Texas they use those thumb drives and I was explaining to you guys I think on the last episode we went through um, part of the um uh part of the uh what was the official term of that lawsuit um It wasn't. I don't know. It was a draft petition. I think it was. I don't know. I don't know if this lawsuit officially was filed in the state of Texas. Dang, if it were, it was a a 100 page lawsuit that it, it sued like a dozen counties, all of the election workers, our secretary of state, our attorney general, all of these people. Right. I don't know if it ever got out of draft, if it was just a draft petition or if it actually got filed and submitted to the court. I'm not sure how, how far down the line it got, but that draft, if it was just a draft petition, it had so much information. Go back and look at Lone Star State News, episodes like 40 through 50 or 45 through 55. it took us 10 episodes to get through that entire lawsuit. And one of the most interesting enraging aspects of that lawsuit had to do with the thumb drives okay now as they mentioned um you even I, I remember even like the gateway pundit reporting this one article and i don't remember if it was wisconsin or another state i think it was another state not wisconsin where they found all of these thumb drives and then i think uh I, I, was it um i don't remember his name but he mentioned um he mentioned uh wisconsin uh, Claire Vogel Woodall. Okay. And she also had a thing with thumb drives, um, going on there too. Now the thing with the thumb drives, it's like, where does this stuff really, where, where does the, where does the rigging occur? Right. I think as they were able to, as they were able to show, right. Um, that the rigging occurs, uh, basically with the, like the modems or like any, anything that has internet connectivity to it. Right. But those thumb drives, right? What is it with those thumb drives? Okay, so you know you could insert a thumb drive into that machine, and I guess you could either change the um, change the election numbers or you could insert an algorithm or something like that. So to help myself think my way through it, I was reflecting on the thumb drive issue with the state of Texas, and here was the issue, and I'll repeat it for the third time: we have basically they were using thumb the thumb drives to do updates in the voting system esns okay now this is this was outrageous guys so this is i mean we we think our elections are so secure okay the breakdown is in the machines we need to get rid of the machines they've got to go okay but of course also it's in the staff it's i mean how much integrity and diligence do these people have I'll use I'll use one of our former secretaries of snakes here in the state of Texas as an example. Her name was Ruth Hughes. She was number four. She was number four. She was the fourth secretary of state under Greg Abbott. Okay, the real secretary of state, his name is Jose Joe Garza. Right. He's the deputy secretary of state. He's the real deal. Right. He's the one who's really running the show. These other guys are just for cover. These other guys just go there to uh, 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 escape accountability for the state. All right. The new secretary of state, number six, she's she's gone even further in separating her accountability. Like she's made it she secretary of state who uh, who was a 30 year, a three decade senator in the state of Texas. Okay, so we're, we're supposed to trust her. Um, she has totally, um, uh, separated and created an entire office for elections, even though as secretary of state, she is the first line of defense. The number one defender Head uh, elections. That is her deal, right? But she made an office in her office to take care of that. I'm guessing to you know, so this way she don't get in trouble, right? Because they can't, they can't switch out, uh, they can't switch out secretaries of state no more. Because people are starting to notice. Greg Abbott has had six secretaries of state. Okay, people are starting to notice. The state of Texas has had forty-eight governors and one hundred and sixteen secretaries of state. When, according to our constitution, they're supposed to serve a four-year term, just like our governor. Okay. It's a broken system, guys. That's one of the ways that they've been bamboozling the people of Texas. And look at the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania is the same way. They appoint their secretaries of state also, except instead of allowing their secretaries of state to ride off into the sunset, they either fire them or they uh, they, um, they uh, promote them. <laughs> so I don't know. You tell me what's up with that. I don't know. Okay. But um, Ruth Hughes, our number four secretary of state in Texas, um she was uh she was uh, appointed during the 2020 election. So let's get back to the thumb drives. Let's get back to the machines, okay? The thumb drives they were using to update the machines. Now I would think without knowing cuz I'm not a tech guy, I don't even don't even go there with me, right? I have no idea, right? This is just my prognosis based on how I work a computer, okay? <laughs> like I believe that Whatever algorithms or coding or whatever it was that they needed for that election year, that's when they insert it. I mean, I know there's a lot of real time stuff going on. Uh, If you take, for example, Collin County in Texas, if you guys remember, we showed you all the video um, in in this uh, in the midterm election in Collin County. That's where you had um, the poll book numbers where, you know, you, you you record the number of people who voted. Right. Jumped by like 1,200 voters after it closed. So you had your you had your county workers who were doing their due diligence, right? And they were you know uh, taking IDs, uh, marking the paper, writing down the names, so they could have a tally of everyone who voted. It was like 500 people voted, right? This is that's an example number. I don't know if that was the real number. But then when the polls closed, their tabulators and we showed you guys the video. Their tabulators went from 500 to like. 1700 voters 1700 voters they had seven they had 1200 ghost voters who suddenly appeared and the lie that they made up was that oh well the machines were running slow so at the end of the day it just tabulated them all up real quickly okay who's going to believe that when they've been watching it in real time all day tabulate the numbers on time right okay so getting back into this um we had um in regards to the machines okay cuz like the, the, The the numbers thing was just an example of how there's a lot of stuff that goes on. But one of the things that I think happens is they use those thumb drives to infect or insert whatever bad algorithms or coding. That's their update, okay? Now here's where the big problem came. This was what was so outrageous, okay? Because you would think that there would be more diligence around the security of our elections, okay? But you have your voting machines, and then say the EAC will send you over your thumb drives for the new election year, right? Now, when that thumb drive is inserted into that machine, there is a security protection code called a hash number or a hash code, okay? Now, the code inside of the machine, that hash code, has to match the hash code inside of that thumb drive, okay? In Texas, those codes did not match. If those codes do not match, those machines cannot be certified. You cannot use them for an election. They are considered bad. They're considered not good. It's not to be used. Ruth Hughes took one step in her diligence and asked the EAC, hey, these hash codes don't match. Do we use them? The EAC got uh, got a hold of the Voting Testing System Laboratory, told them about it. And the Voting System Testing Laboratory said, oh, we were expecting that mismatch to happen. So it's okay. Just rank it low risk, low, it's de minimis is what they called it. It's of no concern. And so then the EAC told that to Ruth Hughes, our former Secretary of State. And then Ruth Hughes said, okay, Texas, go ahead. That is outrageous, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. All right, y'all. So it was enraging, guys, because as I was saying, like. The Election Assistance Commission, right, receives this message from Texas. They go and they ask the Voting System Testing Laboratory, it was either pro V or SLI compliance. And they said that they were expecting this hash mismatch to occur now. Here's where the hash mis- 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 mismatch was. It was in um, a file called systemload.bmp or something like that. Systemload.bmp. If you were to look up malware or, you know, mal whatever for computers, um, sysload or systemmap.bmp a, a .bmp, which is traditionally like a um, a graphic file or an image file, is known to be corrupted. In other words, a .bmp file could very well not be a .bmp file. It could be something else. But we are supposed to just trust the vendors. That's, that, that, there's no diligence and no integrity there on behalf of Ruth Hughes. That's why she was named in the lawsuit, okay? That's why she was named in the lawsuit, you know? Because uh, she did not do her due diligence also in assuring that our machines were accredited and certified. She did not. And they were not during her tenure as Greg Abbott's um, fourth Secretary of State, you know? So, I mean, I was just, you know, trying to relate that back to what I knew about that from that document. And I figure, like, as far as the thumb drives go, but, you know, with everything else, like uh, Tam Grail mentioned in the the chat room there, remember the passing of the thumb drive conspiracy in Georgia? We had these thumb drives popping up all over the place, okay? All over the place. Um, But if anything has been discovered and not just from the presentation that um, uh, was brought to us by conservative daily. Um, but, but by all of the inspections that have been, whether it was Michael Gableman, whether it was Matthew DiPerno, whether it was Tina Peters, ladies and gentlemen, um, we, the people already know how vulnerable these machines are and they have to go. Uh, we cannot be using these machines ever period. Now, um, I also appreciate this because like I was already getting ready to send off some packages to some representatives in my County. Okay. Um, about election integrity and uh, and also about that draft petition or that, you know, lawsuit. I don't know if it was filed again. I can't tell you if it was or not. I just know at least it was a very damn good draft petition, you know, dang good y'all. But um, I, I was really encouraged by this because, you know, we're sending, I'm sending that information over to my reps, but we have to go local, right? We need to get into our counties and our cities more importantly than our state and our federal, right? I mean, it's all important, but you know, uh, state protects us from federal overreach, right? County protects us from um, state overreach. City protects us from uh, from county overreach, guys. So that is, those are your layers of protection that have been given to us, right? So we have to get at the county level. So with this information that was presented on the Dominion voting machine, since we use ESNS, and we already know it's we already know it's vulnerable. ESNS, Heart InterCivic, Dominion, it does not matter. They are all vulnerable, right? So, but with the information that we got about uh from, from Conservative Daily, now, you know, I can actually get a hold of my county commissioner, you know, and I can start looking at that um, because. Like I said, the only thing was, I was like, is there like, is there a report or is there a document? I'll probably, I watched it like at least twice. I'll probably have to go back and do it again. And then um, that way I can, that way I can write something up for my county commissioner. Okay. Um, And let them know about that or send them a a link to the video or the presentation or something like that. But, but these machines are vulnerable from almost every direction, right? In some instances, without even us knowing about it. So it's pretty crazy, guys. And uh, I think, you know, for the audience here, that's nothing new. For the audience on the podcast, this might be some brand new information, right? It might be some brand new information. Um, but if you didn't catch that episode, I would I would recommend you go catch it. And I think they'll probably be doing some updates on that in the future at some point. But um, I, everything is coming to light, right? whether it's whether it's um a thorough lighting of the path or if it's a slow and steady uh, illumination ladies and gentlemen um we just have to keep on moving and we just have to keep on going and we just have to keep on standing speaking praying and fighting ladies and gentlemen but not not uh, not violently just with force right okay (laughs) all right guys um I think that is about all that I have to say. I would have given you even some more information on that. I I mean, from the thumb drives to cell phones, uh, I mean, even to the way that they do it manually. And and that's stuff that we're also aware of, like the printing of the votes, uh, how early voting gets uh, them the lead on the numbers that they need to manufacture in order to steal and rig the votes all the way down. And then let's not forget all the ones that are either beholden to the deep state, right? To the globalists, the cartels, or I don't know, some secret society brotherhood or whatever, or some, some rogue military, you know, asshole, pardon, pardon my French, right? Pardon my French. Um, it's all starting to like coalesce kind of, so we'll see what happens ladies and gentlemen. Of course, uh, we also have our president who is st- Someone said something the other day. Who was it? Was it? I don't know. Maybe it was my sister. It was like, they were like, someone told me, I'm not trying to be blasphemous, but it's almost like Donald Trump is Jesus Christ. Like he's just taking everything for us, you know, right now. So, again, not to be blasphemous, ladies and gentlemen, but, you know, man. Someone is taking some bullets to wake up the Americans. Someone's bleeding all over the road just to get our attention, ladies and gentlemen. And it's about time that we stood up and thoroughly joined in that, you know, and and I would say absolutely move off of, I mean, stay, stay online, right? But move off of the digital platforms and get into real life, into backyard. Okay. Um, as soon as I get a draft, um, a draft letter up for my commissioners on the voting machines, I'll share it with you guys. So you can, you can pick it apart and make it your own. And then also, um, well, I don't know if you guys could do this for your representatives, but like I'm sending them a package on the, on the elections. Um, I got it from that class action draft petition though. So, you know, I mean, I could share that with you guys too. Actually, you know what? Yeah. If you guys don't use dominion, ESNS or heart and civic, you're bound to use one of them in your state. And it, carries forward in all states like they're they they're rigging just the same in all states in this nation and this union ladies and gentlemen so uh i'll provide that for you guys also just so you can uh you know peruse it review it pick it apart make it your own and then send one off to your local representative your county commissioner will need to hear about elections okay because they are amongst our defense at the county level, right when there's are state overreach, or when they are uh, when they're rigging elections and not doing anything about it, the state of Texas is doing it right now, guys. The state of Texas is covering up the 2022 Harris County um um vote vote suppression and rigging. They're doing it hard. There are 21 candidates who are suing the state, the county of Harris in Texas. 21 people are suing Harris County for a rigged election. I'm talking the candidates, okay? And they're covering it up. Secretary of State's office is already saying, Oh, he didn't do such a bad job that Clifford Tatum. Oh, no, you know, uh, 2020 was far worse than 2022. I don't think so. We did not see voter suppression like we saw in 2020 in 2022 in Harris County. It was bad, guys, I and mean, it caught everyone's attention. Okay, so, um we just have to be diligent and we have to keep on going and we have to get into our backyard and tell them, we have to tell our commissioners, you know, commissioner, your your county commissioner should be on your list of contacts when it comes to uh, when it comes to sending out um, information, questions, requests, et cetera, about uh, policies, politics, et cetera. So, I mean, I know I don't need to say that to a lot of people in my audience, but for all of you guys who'll be catching this later, Well, there you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that'll wrap it up for this edition of the Sea Report. Thank you so much for hanging out today. It was good to be back on live with you guys over at foxholeandpill.net. I do not have a schedule of when I shall return, so just keep your eyes on the uh, menu there and perhaps I'll pop up. Um, Otherwise, make sure you check us out, pill.net, rumble.com, twitch.tv, podcast podcasting on spotify available on apple and android um i've been your host mr c also known as michael Aaron kosaris as always um signing off now and i I will see you guys next time but uh, till then be safe be blessed and as always god bless america i will see you all next time Take care till then. I didn't map my intro out. I mean my 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 outro out. <laughs> Hold on. Thanks Sean Joe. Hey Barb17, how's it going? Okay. All right, we'll take it out with um We'll take it at one with with a uh, President Trump. How about that? Here.